Leave us, listener of podcasts. This is a sanctuary for the lost and wretched. There is nothing here for you to pillage or plunder, except this free offer for an audiobook from audible.com. Get a free download at audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. When you sign up for a trial to check out their service, over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now please stick around obediently. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I am Vivian. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about World 5-2 and 5-3 of Demon Souls, finishing out the Valley of Defilement. And as you heard, we are joined once again by Vivian, uh, continuing the streak of terrible areas. <laughs> We're so sorry <laughs> to do this to you. <laughs> yeah, no... <laughs> I halfway volunteered for this. Like every time I end up That's giving true. a sort of a suggestion to Gary, and then he's like, "Oh, well, let's just have you on for that episode." Yeah. Kind of well, at a certain point, we need to save you from yourself. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. When uh, Dark Souls Two comes around, we'll have you on for the Arbitrator's Mung Cave. When that, <laughs> then we get to that area. So yeah. there's an entire level. It's just crawling through a giant undead insect, like a rectum or something. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. that's for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the Thraxis Hall, yeah, yeah, yeah Thraxis <laughs> Hall, the the cloaca fields of the dark, you know, yeah. adjudicator, the star starfish field of chocolate water and limp biscuits. So so, um, <laughs> so, so so eventually, like you start trying to come up with parodies, but some of these sound like areas I'd actually like actually, to go yeah, to. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like, I, I I think... Yeah, I want to see what Dark Souls does with hot dog water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about, I was about to say the the, the the fallen kingdom the fallen kingdom of Bloodstool, but like I would like to go there. Yeah, and you know it's probably like a throne made out of blood or some kind of weird yeah. translation thing. And yeah. There's probably very little poop in it. Yeah. Um, I feel like this and, level is way too close to the fallen kingdom of Bloodstool. <laughs> yeah. You can make jokes about that. You can tell it's it's healthy Bloodstool though, because when you have uh, blood in your stool. If, if it's if it's red, you're out ahead. If it's black, send it back. Because if it's black, it's digested, so it's internal bleeding. Yeah, it's, so it's a true medical fact. Do, do you have that like? Do you have that pinned above the toilet, Gary? I, I, I have it memorized. I, I have it pinned next to a little rear, handcrafted rearview mirror I created for my bathroom. Uh, oh. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I'm disgusting. Anywho, uh, <laughs> uh, previously. Welcome to 5 2, guys. <laughs> oh, it only gets worse. Species a whole lot. Um, and God. <laughs> so it's it's both both ends of the spectrum. Uh, so previously, uh, we had navigated the precarious walkways at the top of the Valley of Defilement, narrowly avoiding death by clubbing before fighting the leechmonger, who sucks. <laughs> there you go, Cole. <laughs> yep. Why not? <laughs> Um, and now we are faced with the valley part of the Valley of Defilement, 
we came for the defilement and we stay for the valley. <laughs> you <laughs> we probably should have gone home. <laughs> you, you bought the whole valley, but you'll only you need the valley. The defilement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So this uh this is the infamous area. This is this is what everybody uh uh cries bullshit on. I'm yeah. sure human shit and <laughs> various kinds people of just shit. Cry shit. Yeah, people just cry <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh yeah, the uh the art stone for this. Um mm-hmm. it says it is a swamp infested by poisonous and vile creatures that lies in a filth encrusted valley. Encrusted. <laughs> um the, the poor journey to this rotten place to offer their souls so they might be freed from their suffering. Yeah. So and that plays into the plays into the greater lore, which we're gonna talk talk you know, talk about when we get to the Maiden Astrea fight. But yeah, everybody here is uh, is, is afflicted with uh, some kind of disease or so. And uh, yeah, I think we hit a little bit last time, but uh, this whole place is just kind of propped up to uh, uh, in service of that. So I think when you live in what might be a literal septic tank, you're excused from yeah. having some sort of disease or other. I, I pass no judgment. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very... We're, <laughs> you know, well, the, the, that's that's one way to live your life. There's a whole movement that says kids are too clean these days and that their immune systems are not developing, you know, antibodies like the, the these plague ridden people, you know, they could they're not going to catch a cold when they go to, you know, ride on a plane or anything like yeah. they are. They're immune, immune to all of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't vaccinate your kid and also roll him around on an airport bathroom floor. Yeah. Also send him to the uh, yeah, to the Valley of Defilement. Also known, as an air, uh, also known as an airport bathroom floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, feces from literally all over the planet. Yeah. Yep. I, I never like I very rarely see an air or an airport, not airplane. Yeah, airport. And say like air, airplane bathrooms have gotten Yeah, that's like, that, not... that's small enough that they could like spray decontaminant near decontaminants in there. But uh yeah. but yeah, no the airport. Yeah, that's uh that, that that is you cannot stem that tide. Yeah. Yeah. You think a bus station would be worth, but nope. Worse, nope. but nope. Um <laughs> Mary worth. worth. Uh, yes. <laughs> you you would yeah. think you would read a Mary Worth about a bus station. <laughs> The uh, the wiki says about this area that um, this is a place for people to put um, like aborted or unwanted children. Yeah, so that that's something uh, that supposedly pops up in the Selen Vinland um, dialogue, but in looking at the transcripts, I found no mention of that. I, I didn't know. either. It's like a popular bit of. I mean, it's kind of supported a little bit by an enemy later. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I when I read that and I was looking for evidence of it, it made me think: What if these people who live here were the children who like didn't die when oh. they were dropped off? Like these are the these are the insane swamp people who were like abandoned and they thought they're going to die in the swamp. And this is just what happens when you like grow up here. There is. There is a line from the filthy woman in five two. Um, I copied her dialogue down because, as I said <laughs> before the show started, you guys identified me as a lorehead, so I have a reputation <laughs> to live up to. Um, the filthy woman says, "All the men worship her like she's the Virgin Mary," which is weird enough on its own. You can yeah, unpack yeah. that mm-hmm. a little. But then also the same men who would snatch my child away from me. So hmm. I don't know if the kids who live in the valley are being thrown into the pit at the end or how, how crazy would it be if like she wasn't a dweller here but her her kid was taken from her and 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 brought here to be forgotten like you know maybe she had a prestigious husband who didn't want a kid so it's like oh down to the valley down to the memory hole <laughs> and she came here to try and find him and maybe like 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 reconnect yeah and got broken yeah like her her brain you know went mm-hmm. went to shit yeah um, you know, she, yeah. she she is one of only two actual humans you see here, uh, yeah. aside from Garl yeah. and Maiden. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think that's probably my favorite bit of speculation yet. <laughs> it, it's a cool, it's a cool idea, and it yeah. backs up with the uh, the plague baby babies, yeah. which are which are super creepy. I, I mean, we'll get to them, so I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil. Yeah, them yeah, we don't want to. We, we don't want to blow <laughs> the spoiler. Yeah. Let's not let our <laughs> dead baby out of the box. Before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Let's not go to this child funeral just yet. Oh God. Um, <laughs> the, uh, do, do, um, do you do you suppose that like uh, people who make baby caskets can't get insured because of depression? <laughs> but it's just it's just them and 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 pushing tin people. Do <laughs> <Like, laughs> you tin? Do you mean John um, Cusack and uh, Billy Bob Thornton? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you can't insure Billy Bob Thornton. No. I have to interview. Him. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll take him. Yeah. Well, and and they were so broken they they weren't able to team up again until the ice harvest. <laughs> Twelve years later. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, so th- this was my stopping point. Is that uh, greed for everyone? Like, this was my first playthrough, like, the the biggest point of resistance for me? Uh, no, not really, actually, which is sort of... I am not living up to the level's reputation right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was my experience with Blight Town or my fetish for the Thief's Ring playing through this game, but mm-hmm. I honestly, while I found it super confusing and I spent hours just kind of ambling around the swamp aimlessly picking up bad treasures and dying to stuff i didn't really have a hard time like once i got myself onto the critical path i didn't find it especially difficult and i was always pretty much always able to fight things on land so when people talk about you know like how difficult it is to fight stuff in the swamp that didn't really line up with my experience because it always seemed like anytime there was a monster you could kind of run forward to meet them Hmm. where they were standing i guess I, I most of my deaths were probably to the black phantom that was there, like because mm. I was just wandering off in that direction, seeing shiny things, <laughs> yeah. and trying to get it. I didn't, I didn't beat the black phantom for the first time until this playthrough. Like just she kind of patrols. Day. Like she has a yeah. weird, like she's not super fast, and she kind of walks around. So if you're like, if you know she's there, once you die to her once, you can yeah. kind of watch her and sneak around her. Because she has that glow, she's visible actually from from further away than you would expect too. And we have yeah, the Thieves Ring, your radius. Which is another interesting note to this level. It's pretty much Tomb of Giants on top of being also the Swamp from Blight <laughs> yeah. Town. Because it's yep. probably the darkest level in the game. Yeah, I, I, I did the bonfire side chat, like, look up thing, and there's nothing. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a big, you know, dark gray skybox of rain. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's raining, so you are, you are, you have access to the sky. But what is it raining, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the question. I mean, but that, like it can rain yeah. in caves because of because of relative humidity and like weird changes in temperature. But it's 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 most likely that it that that it is open to the sky. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but but yeah, this this was a wall for me for the, for, for the first time. You know, because of the giant depraved ones. Like yeah. just I I just I was not able to either maneuver my way around them on on land, and you know, God help you if you get into the if you get into the swamp. I've only ever died to the to the um, meat cleaver black phantom a couple of times um and that was mm. just when i let my guard down really uh, otherwise i can avoid her entirely but those but those giant depraved ones like that that kind of like ushered in this problem solving mode which is like okay so how do i kill these guys without getting close to them and then that led to me going out and like doing some kind of like training montage of getting my lava bow in order to try and figure out how to get them from a distance so yeah. so so that like that like that was the wall for me. I went into it expecting the worst, you know, because here we are 4 years later, this area's reputation precedes itself so much that I was willing to shoulder through until I hit those giant depraved one walls. 
the, uh, even yeah. with the uh, they move surprisingly fast. Like yeah. that's what yeah. I you know my first playthrough I had the the lava bow. Like I pretty much always have the lava bow, and uh, you know you can get the first hit off, but it takes three usually to, to kill them depending on the arrow you're using. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they would still kind of get up to me, and mm-hmm. they always one hit me. Yep, <laughs> like you know just more or less always one one shot me. Yeah. And there's a lead up to him, like the because uh, the one that's by himself on the island is is all well and good, but the two of them together, kind of guarding the village. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's three actually who are guarding the village. Yeah, three guarding the village, and then later is the island with four. Yes. Is what I'm thinking of. Um, but the uh, getting those three, you know, I just couldn't. Uh, I was on dry land and everything, but mm-hmm. they would just, you know, I'd aggro one of them. He'd run up to me and you know, backing into the swamp, and then I couldn't move. And you know, yeah, we said it last time, but it bears repeating because they're gigantic. Um, it's actually really hard to get your distance right because there's no depth perception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, is he close or just really big? Or is he far away or really small or whatever? Yeah. Oh, he, yep, he, I'm dead. Shit. There's not even any terrain to compare them to, really, nope. because you just have this big brown expanse of ground under you and no walls anywhere. That's not ground. Yeah, it's, well, it's <laughs> something. It's ground up something. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Ew. Ew. Oh, man, poop um, jokes. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be to keep, keep buckle a, up. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and the the beginning of this level. So when you're just kind of making your way down, it's just like it's not hard, but you can't quite just rush your way down. Right. You know the way I want to, um, just because there's the, there is the guy with the uh, on the the main floor, which these guys hit. I feel like they hit a little harder than the the ones in five one. I don't have any you know empirical evidence to back that up, but uh, I when I would get impatient, like this game does that classic Souls game thing of you know, punishing your impatience. Mm-hmm. So I would die to those giant depraved mm-hmm. ones and then just run down and try to get to them as soon as possible and then end up getting yeah. kind of fucked up from regular depraved ones. We did yeah. note that uh, along that, you know, another rickety walkway uh, before you mm-hmm. get down to the to the floor of the valley itself, you see the bridge. You see, yeah. oh, shortcut. Cool. When, when am I going to see that? Not for another couple hours. Well, and, and fuck. I, <laughs> the ironic thing, too, is that you when you see it, you don't need it. Right. Because there's, if you get as far as that shortcut, like the next two bosses are so easy, uh-huh. you know, you're more or less fine. Yep. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's there to make you feel better about yourself. But, but yeah, like to be, because of the way that the swamp affects your movement. So three things about the swamp uh, makes you run real slow. Uh, you can run, but it is barely more than a crawl above what your normal speed would be. Uh, and your normal speed is real slow. You cannot roll in fact you do kind of like oh no i'm gonna lose my boot in this muck kind of kind of uh yeah. animation the, the, the game actually sort of stuns you for a second yeah like, punishes you for thinking about rolling yeah, yeah. Or, or instinctively rolling because why the fuck would you expect not to be able to roll yeah um, <laughs> and uh and and also none of the enemies are affected by this the way that you are yeah. So so if you leave anything unattended to on your way through this um if something aggroes you and you don't have a thief ring to reduce that you know, threat radius, they will get, they will get you. Yeah. So there's no sense trying to hurry. And, and it's poison. So like the, uh, uh, unless you're taking, you know, precautions either through buffing your poison resistance or buffing regen items, um, you're going to kind of constantly be going up against the clock. Um, what's kind of interesting here is that, and just looking at the difference between the two games, like I, the poison has kind of the same rhythm that it does in dark souls. So I imagine it, it works the same way. There's the meter, and the speed in which it increases is just affected by your poison resistance. You just can't yeah. see it. Yeah, Dark Souls had the decency to show it to you. Yeah. So, but it has. I, I noticed when I was playing it this last time. You know, okay, I've been in the swamp this long. I need to stand out of the swamp about this long to get it down. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of had a feel for it without needing to see it. 
Mm-hmm. One advantage to this over Blighttown, though, that I kind of noticed is because Demon Souls doesn't have the Estus system, you can just kind of buy like 99 healing items. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not really as resource deprived. If you go into this level prepared, like if you know what it is and you absolutely hate it, you can kind of load up for bear and bring in, you know, 100 poison cures and yeah, that, that was definitely true, and that's why the the big wall for me was the giant depraved ones because they could one shot me. Yeah. So like the regular, you know, I was able to cure my poison, but even then, like if it was the kind of the stress of battle, you know, having to stop to cure cure poison would be would be tricky. Like kind of backing away from somebody really slowly, who's who's aggressing and your your health is counting down. Like send you know after I got through it, I could just get through it the way that it works in Souls games. But the first time through, um, that was pretty much my experience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, poison. Um, you're hmm. used to the second kind of enemy type you're going to find here, which are these jellyfish things. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Really, really unnerving. Yeah, but pretty yeah. pretty harmless. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you can, you yeah. can stand on an island and kill all of them. Yeah, you know? and, and, they're, and they're interesting because they don't respawn. In fact, when you kill them in their place, the next time you come through is this desiccated husk that's left yeah, behind, like this, which also really unsettling. The just, Super just, Metroid thing, like in... Uh, the, at the end of Super Metroid, when you get to mm-hmm. the area where the the baby Metroid has been feeding, yeah, and you touch those uh, those sand statues mm-hmm. and they crumble. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but they attack you like angry umbrellas, angry spiny umbrellas. Uh, but yeah, they like there's really no reason to ever get close enough to them for them to do that. I, yeah. I've never seen their attack. Really? Like when I get to that first bit of dry land, I just kill all of them I can see with my bow and then do the same thing at the next one. Yeah. They're sort of like the slimes in Dark Souls. They kind of do this weird, like, bending themselves into speary point shapes to, to yeah. attack you. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of similar also in that, yeah, they're kind of, they're creepy to watch, but they're also kind of ultimately harmless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, jell- jellyfish freak me out. <laughs> so. Yeah, jelly, jellyfish really freak me out. Like, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they are nasty nasty yeah. looking creatures in real life the uh, i guess like that makes any kind of ocean probably more scary to me than the valley of defilement <laughs> like between jellyfish and those fish that disguise themselves as rocks but when you step on <laughs> are them, the most like the... poisonous thing in the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. on the on the stream i was talking about like you guys know about that jellyfish that's effectively immortal right yeah yeah well, what <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a jellyfish that it ages and then it decides oh shit i'm about to die from being mad old and then it just de-ages back down to its little spore form and then it re-ages back up and it says oh shit i'm about to die forever and ever and ever yeah it, <laughs> it was like once a greek a hero that was, scientific explanation was <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah maybe that's no, a, no. It's a greek hero <laughs> No, I, I think Cole's right. I think it just it gets it's about to die from being mad old, and then it just deages. I think that's the terminology in the scientific. You know, my description has been peer reviewed. Yeah, there's, a, there's an article. Deage and jellyfish. What up with them? What yeah. up with them? <laughs> the, the, those peers, truth and justice. My right yeah. fist and my left fist. Yeah. Um. But the, uh, so you know, you get down to the bottom, you go left. We talked about that black phantom a little bit, which is difficult if you can't get her to land. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a meat cleaver, um, which is a you know an overhead strike from that will oftentimes knock you down um, if it hits you direct. <laughs> and, then, and then you get some of that stuff in your mouth, and you might as well be dead anyway. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that that's something that I never thought of that'd be an advantage in living in the Souls world? Is like if you ever did anything that's so gross you couldn't live with yourself, you just jump off the top of the Nexus, and then you're just a new you. So it's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have eaten that. Like, I'm going to pay for that tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and then that's 
didn't happen. It's brand new me. <laughs> but it'd be like the end of Moon. Like you just see all of these <laughs> other U's there. Mm. Yeah. But the, uh, so that, I think that, that's a tough fight, mostly because she runs at full speed. Yeah. And, uh, but, and obviously, uh, Manny or Mildred is an illusion to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although Manny or Mildred is much, much easier to kill. <laughs> yeah. Manny or Mildred's a pussycat. Um, yeah. yeah. And you get some, some treasures out here, including, uh, weird, like, uh, I'm always interested in the items that don't have analogs between the games. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat's ring, which I've never really used, but it's, it's, they turn the, turn into a spell for, for Dark Souls. That's essentially fall control. Yeah. The dexterity stat in Demon Souls actually does the same thing, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a mechanic yeah. that I guess doesn't exist in Dark Souls. I'm not sure. I've never experimented with it. I don't think there's a way to reduce your fall damage in Dark Souls other than fall control. Yeah. So in in Dark Souls, there are plenty of places where you can use fall control to like get shortcuts and et cetera, et cetera, just because that game is so vertical. Here, mm-hmm. I never found a place where like I was killed by fall damage. I'm always killed by the kill boxes that are just in the in in the world. So I can, so like I, I like that this would not be useful for me because that wouldn't obviate those kill boxes. I thought about it um, after I I haven't used it at all either, but I, I was thinking about I, want, I bet you there's some really useful shortcuts you could do in four uh, two. Like I bet you can skip a lot of that grim reapering. Oh yeah, since that, that is all one column. Mm-hmm. There, I wonder if this ring, if you could actually jump down from that second landing down to the the slugs, because it was confirmed. Like somebody wrote in and said you can see up there, yeah, from yeah. the from the slug room. I wonder if you can do something like that. But you have to search for it. You have to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's for a game that doesn't have. You're right. Like for a game that doesn't have very much in the way of fall hazards that are avoidable. They spend a lot of time preparing you to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure like this would not be factored into any speed runs really, but just because of how you had to go get it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, instead, instead of going off into that, and that that swamp is just so big and and landmarkless and directionless. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, mm-hmm. there's not even like the equivalent area. Like, even the swamp of Blight Town. Like, there are you know pillars and there are uh more islands yeah. and this is just kind of one set of islands a few treasures and then just vast nothingness yeah. and there's two huge areas that are exactly like that mm-hmm. yeah but at least in blight town you can orient yourself to the to the skybox like all of mm-hmm. the architecture that's above and you can always like see i think from every place you can always you can always either see the uh um, the upper Blight Town village kind of stuff, or Quillog's domain, like the spider's nest. So, yeah. like, there, like there, there are enough, like, not just landmarks, but big, big, like orientation kind of things that can help you out. Yeah, yeah. But they're trying to get you lost. Um, that's because yeah. you're straight off the path. Mm-hmm. Which I wanted to note. Um, that was another comment that I saw on the ground. Actually, there is an island kind of off to one of the corners in the first part of the swamp that has an "I'm lost." note written down just nothing else to it has over a thousand upvotes <laughs> whenever i play demon souls i get so jealous about how good the connectivity is that they can you know that it has a much smaller proportion of player base than dark souls but has so much more you know kind of interactivity all the more reason to be excited about dark souls too because of the uh the dedicated servers right yeah yep yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, you if you you go off the left there, you get some of those items. There's the war scythe if you have that kind of build, um, cat's ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that I end up going through this most of the time is by going right, which gets you around uh, those giant depraved ones on the critical path. And if you have the thieves ring, which you oughta, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that, that that gets you to the first fog door, uh, too sweet. Yeah, it's like the yeah, third I, or yeah, 
I, I will usually um, kind of just go on the path. Like now that I know how to take out that uh, giant depraved one, mm-hmm. beforehand though I didn't didn't like fighting him because he has he has like three little mini cronies yeah. with him as well, and they will uh, you know picking those off with a, with a bow and arrow they'll start coming towards you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of debris in your way. Yeah, like yeah. I, when I was doing my run through, I had done this part like a thousand times. I had it down to like okay, I need to shoot this pile of lumber out of the way to clear this shot, and it was just became very mechanical because it was so uh, I'd done it so many times. Yeah. I like I like that 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 debris is there though, like specifically mm-hmm. throughout all of this, because it's either this is stuff that fell from up above, um, mm-hmm. or like this used to be habitable area before it was claimed by the swamp. This used to be our playground, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it's no longer. Oh. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely it's neat that's there, and it's just destructible environments, which like yeah. you know, that's super fun. Yeah, but yeah, that fog fog wall, and then you get into the kind of pathway leading to the the other residential district <laughs> in this area. Yeah, yeah. So um, the, the, there's this big rickety pathway, um, as you said, up around the left uh, the left wall, um, opposite of where you entered. Um, and if you go up there, you find these gigantic mosquitoes that will <laughs> shoot blood at you with the force of a shotgun blast. Yep. Shotgun yeah. blood and a bunch of neat little traps. Like there's a little recessed cave yeah. in the wall that is like a clown car for depraved ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I always try to trigger it so I can control it, but it was just like saying they're just shooting them one by one as they came out, and there's just so many of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but they're they're setting traps for you. Like that. That is, you know, again. Just uh, the, you are the aggressor here, mm-hmm. and they are defending something. Um, it's also you know if you do like lock on killed me a bunch here when I got high enough up. Yeah, like locking on to something and then it dying and then my camera shunting to a mosquito I didn't know was there. Yeah, and then I press forward and that is a new direction now, <clears throat> and uh, end up kind of falling off the uh, falling off the path. Yeah. So and you can get high enough to where that will kill you mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, so. uh, the, the the pro tip here is to jump off right away as soon as you're over the the dam wall, mm. um, when you're on the yeah. dam tour. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, if you if you go if you continue down there, you 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 take the full brunt of the uh, of the mosquitoes. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Do the mosquitoes spawn um, like uh, almost unlimited, like they do in Blighttown? Mm. Like, well, they can. Conti- no, I seem to no. find them at set intervals, but I had never hung around any longer than I needed to. Yeah, I always hit them. I always hit them at set intervals. I've only ever like encountered like four on my runs, and it's never been any more than that. And I've like dwelled around, and you know, I mm. I, I, I think that they're less persistent than they are in Blighton. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Blighton. Yeah. Blighton. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, just, <laughs> I just I just felt like uh, just just felt like mixing it up. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. You're running to Selen Vinland here. Mm-hmm. Um, she is Garl Vinland's sister, and mm-hmm. uh, she came here looking for him to deliver the last words of her father. Um, she is also kind of a religious entity, but she's not here as a, a missionary. Right. Um, and you do a side quest for her. Uh, one of the very few like things that I think could really definitively be called a side quest mm-hmm. in neither in of these games, um, where she wants you to uh, deliver his crest to her. Claire nearly dies, and you get a reward for it. Just yeah. like in a video game, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. it's kind of weird. Um, it, it, it's pretty prosaic. I mean, you're just trying to bring her closure. She's like, "What happens?" And and so, like, yeah, I get it. Um, the, this is the NPC who we said uh, the, the like everything in the wiki points to her revealing the the horrible abortion secret, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, none none of her dialogue actually belies this. Yeah. No, yeah. she does have some a few kind of interesting bits regarding the Australia fight and stuff, but not. 
anything about it being a terrible abortion valley. Yeah. <laughs> she seems kind of ignorant about the valley, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's under the same delusion that Urbane um, and everybody else seems to be about uh, about Astrea, you know, m- which just kind of goes further to say that the filthy woman is the only one who's shooting straight with you. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, I think like yeah. we'll talk to her about it in a minute, but I think it's definitely like a gray issue. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in, in doing going through it this time and paying like closer attention, like I've kind of have a different kind of attitude on on Astrea. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll get to that in, in a moment. Um yeah, and so she does that side quest. There's a lot of activity with her in uh, is it black or white world tendency? Either in, uh, you you, you don't you don't find her in uh, in, in the vanilla in yeah the, you know, in the vanilla valley. Um, I think she she shows up in white, and then you can fight her black phantom version. Yeah, in black, and which is tough because she has the blind, which goes through uh, shields, and is a badass idea. <laughs> it's like an illusory sword that only cuts through flesh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of, not, of things with no analog in Dark Souls, that is a pretty, it's a pretty unique weapon, pretty cool weapon. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, there, hmm. there's the shodel, but that just kind of goes around. Like, this is an yeah. energy sword. And the, the big advantage of this, I think it weighs like two pounds or 0.2 pounds or something like that. It's like impossibly light Wait, because does, it is made of light. D- d- does this ignore your, your uh, armor as well as your shield? Because the shodel just goes around your shield. It just goes around your shield. Okay. But the, the description, something says about it, it says something about it just kind of, uh, you know, it going through your defenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, you, her, uh, or go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just going to say her armor is also out here, way out in the swamp. If you want to run out there uh, to look for it. There's, there's a little bit of speculation around that. Actually, it was brought to our attention by one of the, uh, listeners in, uh, in, in our, in our mail, but that probably was the leech monger. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Because the, the, the monster that, uh, that guards that, that you have to kill in order to get the, uh, in order to get that, uh, dull gold armor to spawn is a leech. It's the only one that you find out here. And the idea being that, um, you know, if we have, we hypothesized that the leech monger was a human who was just infested by this leech demon and, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, was suffering at the center of this. So the idea is either through dark souls, timey wiminess, or you killing the leech monger and then the body at the center of it washing down here. Um, you know, the idea was that this was one of the knights, um, who came here and was also corrupted by the, uh, by the leeches. Because there are, there is like kind of a precedent for holy ob- like different uh, churchgoers going here and leaving behind these holy objects. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a excuse me, revelations is what they call them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes a sense, and and it's narratively unsatisfying for the leech monster just to be a big dumb monster mm-hmm. or le- right. leech uh, monger. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. It's a cool idea. Um, she also happens to wear it, but it makes sense because they're both from the church. Yep, it's a cool set of armor too. It's like a yeah. Valkyrie looking thing. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it's it's one of you know one of those rare um, sex dependent items too. Yeah, which I'm glad they got rid of that. Me too. Um, yeah, the other kind of big piece of treasure that you can get here that's a like a legendary treasure in the world of From Software is uh, you start <laughs> running into these uh, these slugs. Yeah. Um, and you know, you first you just run to them a couple times, blah blah blah, <laughs> and you're on the pathway, and you look over, and there's that pod. It was just like that hanging mass of slugs, like (laughs) dropping them down. That is disgusting. It is like one of the few things in like one of the Souls games that is fictional and designed to be disgusting. But you could also like imagine like going into your bathroom one day and having it like hang from your shower or something like or going into your garage. Like, oh, I've seen your bathroom, Gary. Give yourself more credit. Your bathroom is much cleaner than that. (laughs) It is cleaner. It is a little bit more clean than that. But it's also like it feels like something really domestic and realistic. 
like I don't know if slugs actually do that, but I'd uh-huh. buy it. Yeah. And it just like I'm just imagining like, well, you know, we had inherited Uncle Job's farmhouse to go clean out the garage <laughs> and like if it's not a gigantic wall of wafts you're yeah. just gonna find this <laughs> yeah it's, it's repulsive it's like a, it's, it's like a dead possum mama that died while it was still wrapped around oh. a tree or and one so, of those like, frogs oh. that we hate <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah like yeah. one of those Suriname toads yeah yeah horrible frogs <laughs> oh god Ugh. i can't Ugh. yeah these, yeah. these things are just gross <laughs> That giant ball, that's like how slugs and worms and stuff mate, isn't it? Isn't there a thing with I, that? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. So you're just going to dick, dick block well, these guys. Well, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, if you don't kill their fuck nest, they respawn forever, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> There's just more of them exactly. emanating out from the center. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. 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 5-2. if you watch the if you watch the stream that i did of this area i'm standing there shooting arrows at them you're like man why won't they stop because i was thinking i was going to get the uh i was going to get the moonlight sword and then somebody (laughs) in the chat had to be like uh you have to go up and knock it down i was like oh i don't want to do that so then i just walked away yeah it's it's good they won't stop because they horny oh yeah (laughs) they they got the need to breed um (laughs) Yeah. Oh. but they're also they're gathered around the moonlight sword mm-hmm. like that's what's at the center of the nest because when you when you drop them the, the sword drops so yeah. why are they breeding and attracted to this mm. sort of moonlight crazy um, psychosexual energies as as a nexus of all the uh things in the world well they they drop them um, they drop it, sucker stones but i think they can also drop faint stones hmm. which is the the faith related stones the large sword of moonlight um scales with faith right but the fact and it also says it's one of the revelations so you think of you know some kind of cleric uh getting lost here and maybe being at the center of that nest at some point why would you uh, do that to me gary because this area is really disgusting (laughs) and the more you think about it like the creepier it is like yeah um i've never been able to use that sword i wanted to but I, I, I was able to use it for my end character in uh in dark souls but uh, yeah me too I, I was about to compare it to the uh to, to compare it to the um ultima weapon like how that shows up in all the uh final fantasy games but it looks almost exactly like the ultima weapon so yeah, it's kind of similar it's got the kind of energy blade effect going yeah 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 it's neat and it's it's one of the few times in the game like similar to the the storm ruler sword where like the sword is actually there rather than just kind of a glowing item yeah. and you pull out the sword <laughs> Which you know looks real badass, and I'm yeah. just a bunch of dead slugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will never be clean again. Ugh. Never. Yeah. Tainted movie. So I feel like this is the right time to note that I didn't pick it up on either playthrough. Yeah. No? <laughs> so I came out ahead. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's... You didn't have to think about all that. <laughs> I don't know why I picked it up. I knew I wasn't going to use it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to. I mean, I know why I was playing for the show, and I just wanted to do all the stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, good. I was gonna say I was gonna move us on to the the giant, the three big dickheads on this <sighs> on this the entrance of the village, the bouncers. Yeah, the second wall in this for me. <laughs> the uh, when I played through um, Dark Souls with my sorcery Gravelorded run, uh-huh. um, there's a Black Phantom version of this encounter in the bottom of Blight Town guarding the um, the entrance to the Great Hollow. Ugh. That is like laid out the same as these guys, really? except they're the uh, the giant ogres. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Look, it looks like a clear Demon Souls reference, mm-hmm. um, which is one of those like uh, I love that about grave lording. Is just like you know, no one's ever going to be able to do this, but we're going to hide all kinds of neat little references if you if you do it. So, but yeah, and that that is less difficult because you can move around better, and yeah. uh, those guys are easier to kill. 
So. Yeah. Uh, well, are, are any of those the uh, the the Boulder ones? Or um, no, they're all club. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, if I recall, I think they're all club. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's worth noting since we hit the tendency stuff earlier with Selen, Black World Tendency just sprinkles a bunch of Black Phantom uh, giant depraved ones throughout this, including adding them to some of the packs that you have here, which just makes this unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the uh, one of the things I like the YouTube community was really clamoring for when Dark Souls two before they released any you know ability to play it was the ability to, to more easily manipulate that kind of thing mm-hmm. so similar things that you know Black World Tendency and Grave Lording and everything yeah and uh, I really like that idea because it was you know this for I haven't done a, a Black World Tendency playthrough of Demon Souls that's mm-hmm. my plan for when I get a streaming device mm-hmm. um, but the my Black Phantom Dark Souls playthrough was tons of fun. Like yeah. it, it is anything that you can do to shake up that kind of predictability in a game that is based on it, mm-hmm. um, you know, adds a lot to the the replay value, I think. Um, so I would be in favor of such a thing. I have no idea if they're going to do that. But I know that during the beta, there was like a difficulty switch kind of thing that happened, right? Like they, they Yeah. They... So, so, so what they did was uh, in the last, I believe, half hour of the event, they just kind of f- f- hit a switch and they gave, they, gave you, they gave a message that said, yeah, things are about to get a lot harder. Um, and mm-hmm. then it just like upset the uh, the the balance. And I think that they were just checking to see like people who were successful on one run were they more or less successful on another with that. I, I would love to see that kind of you know I want that kind of mechanic to be in there like yeah. something like some way that changes the world that makes everything yeah. more difficult. Would you want it to be more or less permanent than uh than than, than world tendency because like once you make those decisions. It, it's pretty much intractable. Yeah, I would like right? to make it. I would like to make it less permanent. Like it is. I haven't. Uh, I always end up doing white world tendency to see the events, mm-hmm. and then this playthrough that I'm doing now, I'm going to eventually do some black world tendency stuff. But you have to go all the way in one direction and then all the way to the other. Right. And uh, it's a pain in the ass, and you have to be very intentional to do yeah. it. And you can't really yeah. go uphill. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going a lot black harder. is easy, but going white, like once you have black world tendencies, basically yep. impossible, especially if you've killed the bosses. Yeah. Yeah. It's also very tedious to go black from white. So you're just mm-hmm. you know, chomping down on stones of ephemeral eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just takes forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. so much suicide. Um, yeah, speaking of suicide, um, <laughs> you get to this village where many people have probably killed themselves. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Gary. You don't think it, well, that's, that's, that's the a point fucking, of the area. That's a fucking that's crazy segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're, they're heading to uh, throw themselves into the swamp. Um yeah, no, they're heading, they're heading to cure thing. themselves or to keep themselves alive. It's like a, it's like a weird downtrodden form mm. of hopefulness. No way. Like if they're offering, if she's a demon, and I mean, we'll get to this. But if they're <laughs> offering their souls to her, like I don't think they're offering their their souls to her to be cured. Okay. Um, but yeah. the uh, yeah, we let's we'll talk about that. In, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. yeah so, so, uh, <laughs> so depending on how you read it, they are either. Uh, doing something incredibly bleak or this just happens to be where they're hanging out because it's where the it's it's where their sugar comes from it's where the heart is yeah um, but yeah uh so i had something real funny happen to me on this most recent playthrough so i, I you know i i thieves ringed around the uh, the bouncers outside the village um but uh that doesn't really get you around the shaman Mm-hmm. Uh, depraved one uh which they're not too terribly different than the regular ones like the knife ones but they cast um something akin to poison spray I neglected you know to notice that one was on my one was on my tail and it poison sprayed me and the filthy woman. So oh. I was <laughs> yes, uh oh, uh, she doesn't really sell anything, but I felt bad that she died. And yeah, she was dead as fuck by the time I realized anything <laughs> was wrong. Uh, probably yeah. her kid will never grow up now. 
<laughs> her, her kid probably grew up like way too much and killed me 500 times before I killed it. So <laughs> it's probably that a poison to Yeah, exactly. You actually got into a domestic dispute. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, this is a crazy and confusing area. Like I, yeah, I can't even difficult. begin to describe it aside from like it, it is like an ant hill spider's nest weird form of chaos architecture you know rickety walkways on top of rickety walkways on top of ambushes kind of area right i think i in the blight town episode of the first season and it's been long enough that i'll repoint the, repeat the point one of the things that i like more about the valley of defilement than blight town is that this area is explicitly residential mm-hmm. and uh, that's not something you really get in in blight town yeah. um, because there's like there's just little uh you know cubicles like mm-hmm. cubicles with beds and sometimes you know people are waiting to kill you sometimes you just walk by and they wake up yeah, you know, like there are just yeah. people here. Like this is a this is a village. Quote there unquote people. Depraved, there are some depraved ones. I don't know if it's AI bugging out or if it was intentional design that seemed to be not hostile. Like there's one guy that's just kind of standing on the ledge, and mm-hmm. you can just walk up behind him and backstab him if you feel like it, or you can leave mm-hmm. him alone. Yeah, which which plays into like the you know eventually you run into a lot of those. Yeah, not aggressive ones here in the next area. Um, but yeah, this is this is tricky, and it's uh, confusing. You know, even if I've done it a bunch of times, you generally want to go up and to the left if you want to get to the exit, and up and to the right if you want to go unlock the shortcut. And back into the left if you want to find out who if killed you, Kennedy. Yeah, if you want to kill Kennedy, <laughs> if you want to go through Kennedy's heart, go back and through the left. You mean his brain? Or his brain? There no, we go. Too soon. Uh, a, well, no, I was thinking of uh, the back and the left is. Oh, you're right. I was thinking of the magic bullet. <laughs> yes, he was that. shot in the head. I was thinking about the guy who got shot behind him. Oh, the okay. magic bullet that yeah. would like zigzag through his. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Turn into Yoshi there. Okay. Okay. So that, so so that's a that's a yeah. piece of fan art. Okay. Yeah. So 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 it's so so it's Mario and uh, Toadstool in the car in the motorcade, and then it's Yoshi <laughs> like 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 reeled back with an egg and the cursor over Mario's head. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing alone. And then it's like Bowser. This sure history's greatest monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Bowser and Wario on the grassy knoll. Like we are gonna run. <laughs> so we are did it. We are gonna win. Oh man, um, I'm so happy you're acting favorably <laughs> to this. I can. Pocket. I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the mafia is gonna be so happy with me <laughs> oh man i can finally publish this fan fiction <laughs> quick get jack ruby on the phone i got a job for him. you're uh-huh. the brother robert's next Woo! <laughs> luigi would be the, the brother that would be the robert kennedy in this yep. scenario yep yep <laughs> You, you you don't remember Robario? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he was only on the Super Show. <laughs> oh man! But seriously, it was a national tragedy. Yeah, no, no. Um, it's a, a nation's yeah. innocence lost forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember where I was when I first learned that the Kennedys were shot. 
I was in history class. I fucking hated it. Yeah. Um, like, what the fuck? I was like, take that old man, make way for me. So, I'm so, generation. Go fuck yourself, Kennedy. <laughs> so, so, so before like I ever learned about, because they don't teach you about civil rights until your, until your beliefs are, have been indoctrinated and, you know, into you enough to realize like, Oh, this shit's still going on. Um, you know, like before I learned about that or liberalism or anything, like I had to, for, for some kind of social studies project had to be like, pick, pick a president and say why they were famous. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, my, my assignment or whatever that I got a C on, it was, it, it was an essay that basically said, Kennedy is famous because he got shot and he wrote a book called courage under fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, died Oh, as he, lived. That's... <laughs> died as he, he died as he lived being assassinated. I, uh, gotta finish reading, writing this sequel. Oh no. <laughs> What's that in that, uh, window? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 so um <laughs> jack yeah take a note <laughs> every time i try and do kennedy i just do quimby yeah they're very similar oh they're the same um they're the same, they're but, the same man yes. someday quimby's gonna get assassinated and that's gonna be a very special episode of the simpsons not until his bo dies um yeah exactly yep yeah that's how they'll, they'll handle and it. then they'll use a time machine to bring him back yeah, stay the course, Simpsons writers. You're doing great. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, <laughs> top of your game. Um, yeah, but let's say we but you, the but, right. you, but you, uh, you go up into the into the left. Like you, you just get the short the shortcut, right? Like, do we have to yeah. say that really? Like that's yeah. that, that's your, what you're gonna want to go for, just in case, because it would suck to die to the dirty colossus and have to do all of that again. Yeah, the, so uh, it's insurance. It's, kind of an insulting shortcut too because you basically just kick a board over yeah and like you bypass this two and a half hour level yeah. <laughs> the uh the on the way there to um between you and the shortcut is a waist high barrier that mm-hmm. unlike in dark souls you can actually climb over these mm-hmm. um but i didn't know because it, you had to press up against them for a second yeah. to do it so i just walked all the way there and was like fuck why why is this dead end here this is so stupid yeah, you ah! were just you were just so conditioned to believe that they were that cruel like you had no reason yeah. not to believe that they were you know not going to do that the same thing happened to me in um in latria too where there's like that bridge and you can go down there and get a stone of ephemeral oh, eyes and yeah. then there's a waist high thing on the way back i'm like well i have to kill myself to get this fucking stone of ephemeral eyes that's worth it yeah like i understand the game's trying to tell me these are valuable but i never use them yeah um yeah, the uh, those four depraved ones down there. You just want to snipe them, the giant ones. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, the idea of going down there and fighting them hand to hand is insane to me. Yeah. Um. So I didn't realize that until it was too late. They they uh they they're annoying too because when you shoot them once they run off into the the swamp where you can't <laughs> see them and then run slowly saunter on back and uh, they take you know from that distance they take four shots I think and there are four of them so it takes quite a long time um, to go down there and I can't even remember what you get. Like, you get something that's worth it, but I can't remember what it is mm. that's out there. I can't imagine what would be worth it. <laughs> no, I, know, I guess not worth it. Something that's like, you know, it's not a, a crescent grass. <laughs> like, yeah. like Forgotten Hero's Soul. Yeah, it, I think it actually is. I think it's a, a hero's soul. It's like a big soul item. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's see here. Yeah, there's a crystal lizard, uh, but that's up in the... I, I literally... I think you get nothing. That's just on the way to the to the leech and the and the yeah. gold armor. It's it's a soul. It's a soul item because I, I remember using it after this. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's soul. <laughs> it's like, um, Merry Christmas. Uh, 
Yeah, Merry Christmas. That was worth it. It was just it was just tried my patience. It wasn't hard. You know, it sniping. is. Oh, speaking of teaching you that those are valuable, three stones of ephemeral eyes. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's what it is. And then maybe it's on the way back. I, somehow I got a, a hero soul. Somewhere Tra- right traditional there. hero's soul. Yeah. 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 The, um, yeah, stones of ephemeral eyes, which is, you know, that's pretty good if you're using them things. <laughs> um, but instead, you, if you go to the left, you go to the, the boss fog and uh, you come into the dirty colossus. I love this boss fight. It's a good boss fight. It's it's, it's like really a, it's really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like so, so the leechmonger was way too easy, um, and I, I you know we can point to any number of examples of bosses that are that, that are really hard. You know, depending on the on the strategy you choose. But I've done this both ranged and melee, and it's been like satisfying and challenging both times. Yeah, he's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't the, find it super difficult, but yeah, it's not one, easy. The one thing I would say about him, like he's he's got that the you know the fair style, like he's got a gimmick to him, <laughs> which I like. Yeah. But the gimmick doesn't come into play that often unless you're kind of keeping your distance. Um, so he's got that fairness. I wish he had a kind of a more diverse move set. Yeah, yeah. To him, because yeah. he he gets pretty predictable pretty quick. So it is yeah. it's always it's fun to fight big things and roll out of the way and dodge. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be fun. Yeah. But he you know it it got to. Like I've never died to this guy. Yeah. Like he doesn't. Uh, you know, it's it's never been that challenging for me. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of him firing these clouds of flies. Yes. At you, like that's very cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So he fires these flies at you, and they become kind of this uh, a force field of flies around you, um, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of damage. And kind of in a not obvious but pretty cool way, you can shake them off by rolling into or running into a torch. Yeah. Like to to, to yeah. burn them away, um, and those torches are scattered pretty liberally throughout the uh, throughout the entire area. Um, yeah, yeah. The, so, I mean, the cool the thing I like about him is is the, making that connection. Like making yeah. that leap is really satisfying. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, if I and I actually did it the opposite way. Like I got burned before I had any flies on me, so I saw that they would <laughs> they would burn me, how, and how, then put it together afterwards. How to get burned? <laughs> yes. Um, the. Uh, yeah, so the the uh, it was a little bit of the, the opposite, but it was a satisfying leap. How, how to get so. burned? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> but you, did, but you, but you didn't answer me. How to get I know. burned? Well, I know. There's no answer in the thing. <laughs> I know. There's, there's no, that's the point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yes. Yeah, so so, so uh, if you if you're uh, if if you're flied. Um, if you, if you're Jeff Goldblum, the flyed, um, you're not able to roll, which, uh, yeah. which can be, can be dangerous if, if he closes the distance. The one wrinkle that he throws in that keeps him from being just another, uh, asylum demon, uh, Mark one, um, is that if you're close enough, he does like these, uh, these shields of flies, like he just will fly an area around him, which mm-hmm. makes it so you have to manage your distance from him as you're doing your circle strafe, uh, deal around yeah. him. I think, I think a, or go ahead. Oh, the, the one thing I don't really like about this boss fight, which I think maybe is what Gary was getting when he said there was kind of a lack of moves, lack of variety in his moveset, is I find that I get in this pattern of him flying me over and over and then I have to walk into the fire and I have to do that like 10 times in a row. And it gets kind of frustrating because I clearly understand the gimmick and he's not doing enough damage to kill me and I have like 50 mm. healing items. So I'm just kind of... <clears throat> it makes the boss fight take longer than it needs to, kind of. And yeah. Yeah, he also goes down, like, if you... I mean, I did this... You know, this is almost the, liter- the last level in the game I did, but I was pretty powerful at this point. Yeah. So uh, he goes down real quick. 
from India. It, it, it would have been much more interesting if his arena wasn't the biggest arena outside of Quilog's domain. Yeah, if there's a little bit more like <laughs> uh, like traversal. Yeah, yeah. You had to or, do maybe cover or something like that. So you mm-hmm. had to kind of make an approach from the flies, and then yeah, yeah. Like I'm, what, I'm, what I wanted is a third person cover based <laughs> Dark Souls game. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. Oh. Um, I'm sure maybe some sort of assault rifle that scales with dexterity. Yeah, yeah but if you <laughs> yeah. but if you get close enough and you and and your chance to crate is high enough, you can do like a curb stomp and then just it's got a chainsaw <laughs> bayonet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your moonlight sword just starts spinning around. Yeah, and, and if it was, <laughs> and if it was four player co op, sure. Actually, four player co op is a pretty fun idea. Yeah, it's true. If, it, if difficulty scaled, that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the, the the music in this is is pretty cool because it's pretty sparse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that like in terms of atmospheric music uh, for bosses, this is uh, this is this is pretty high up there for me. Yeah, it's a yeah. cool fight. Like I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know who this guy is. Again, like I just kind of I like the idea of the bosses actually being somebody from the world, but mm-hmm. I don't know who he could be. There's not like, he doesn't become an item that, that makes it obvious who's under yeah. all that. Silicon so, so, so they call him the, you know, the, the, the stinky Colossus. And I can see him being like an idol that was made manufactured. Mm-hmm. He looks statuesque. Right. So I don't, I don't yeah, like that. There, there's almost nothing. Uh, oh man, hunky, right? <laughs> like a, like a fireman calendar, right? Uh, no, no, no. But, but, but yeah, I mean, like a, a Colossus, you know, like, yeah. like a gigantic statue of a thing. I could see, I could see that with these worshipers and whatnot, you yeah. know, just, you know, made out of filth and maintained with filth. And then eventually as a, as an object of worship being inhabited by a demon soul and, you know, taking over yeah, coming to life. like, like, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's pretty satisfying to me. You know, but uh, yeah, like I kind of yeah, something like that, something like the adjudicator in World Four, where this figure is sort of like a part of their religious life or something. Mm-hmm. There's like the weird. I, mean, I guess the thing I'm looking like the connective tissue I'm miss I'm looking for in that. I'm I'm satisfied with that too. But the idea that um there is like a reference to there being like a, a ruler of this area. That mm-hmm. isn't made in Australia. I think in one of the archstones, there's like a chief. Well, there's a picture of a the, chief. The, on the, 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 it's the chieftain's archstone. Is what it is. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I, I want that chieftain. Like, and, and I want something to be the chieftain, but neither of the other, n- neither of the bosses that aren't made in Australia really work for that. Mm-hmm. You know. So. But, Here's uh, some left field speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, given that we find Australia kind of backed into a corner at the end of the level with Carl Vinland protecting her on this path, maybe the Colossus is going after Australia rather than defending hmm. her, which would be kind of the thing you would logically jump to, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely kind of in this weird little corner. Like, she's not set up in an area that looks like it is uh, elevated or holy in any way. Or like, even she's just central. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it is just the uh, you know the the bottom of the sock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. I, I I would like the idea of the Colossus being a monument to the chieftain who long ago passed away to disease. Yeah, that might maybe there's a skeleton somewhere in there. That yeah, I, yeah. I, they, 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 they they entombed him in that, and you know yeah. that gave enough organic matter for the. It's it's really just a reach, but you know any of these yeah. are any of these are you know fluffy enough <laughs> to 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 be possible. There's not a lot to work with in this mm. game a lot of the time. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. The uh, except for this next area where there is a lot to work with. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> where there is yeah. the most to work with. Yeah. So you beat the dirty colossus, and you don't really get much in the way of a soul. Like you can chug it, which uh, gives you like forty thousand, which is pretty nice. Or you can get the uh, uh, acid cloud, which is really, I believe, useful in PvP because it uh, because it you know is like the scraping spear, and that it gets rid of uh, equipment. But yeah, otherwise, it's, it's spiteful yeah. in PvP. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, you, you useful yeah. in that it, it, it uh, gets it gets the most of a rise out of somebody. But when uh, when I was doing my PvP in Dark Souls and did my Grim Reaper character, um, I did the the equivalent, the acid uh, acid cloud from Dark Souls, and I only used it to make entrances. <laughs> like I just used it to to spray it around a corner and then slowly walk out of it. And in this uh, corner, we have yeah. Gary Butterfield. But I never I never managed to tag anybody with it because it's a it's yeah. a spray spell. So. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't I don't think they're effective attack spells. I really do think it's just kind of a tool for being a dickhead, like the scraping yeah. spear, like you mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the poison ones are actually really good in doing uh Mephistopheles quest and then uh in certain areas. Like I ended up using the poison spells in my first playthrough. But the acid one, like, I don't care about NPC's equipment. Yeah. And I didn't do any <laughs> PvP, so. Yeah. As I said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs for your free audiobook. Yeah, so, so, you know, you regardless of what you get from the soul, eventually you make your way into 5-3. Um, the Arch Stone description says, um, once a sixth saint... Which is difficult to say. Just six <laughs> sigma like, saint. Yeah, see, so the sixth saint. Uh, Astrea lived with those awaiting death in the Valley of Defilement. She pledged herself to a demon soul rather than to a cruel god to ease the pain of the people here. Um, yeah, and then you are in the uh, archdemon fight. Um, yeah. I think all the archdemons are more or less pretty badass. Yeah. In this game, this is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have the, quite the scale of the uh, the storm ruler or the you know the striking set piece of the uh, the old monk, but uh, this is great. And at, there's really nothing else like it anywhere else in the game or in Dark Souls. Like, there's not another fight that has this kind of... Like, feel to it. Right. Stuff. You should, um, like, uh, so we, uh, this is one of the few bits of Demon Souls dialogue that's readily available. And we um, have um, some dialogue to cut in at appropriate times because yes. uh, contributor and friend Murph, uh, Murph Murphy, he recorded audio from my stream. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- this is, I mean, this is something you could find anytime. Uh, like, this is, a, this has been, when I was searching for it, you can find the Maiden in Black and this. Mm-hmm. Are the two you know pieces of dialogue that people people care about? Yeah, but uh, it's it's like a social encounter. Like none of the other bosses, uh, you know, seem cognizant or speak to you or even seem yeah. like they're capable of it. Yeah, they, they they don't address you or even acknowledge that you're there aside from to attack you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and and it's and it's striking because you don't know what to expect. You've heard this. You've heard this saint, um, you know built up over the course of this entire level and you expect like oh she's given her soul over to be a demon 
Um, and so you're going to go in there as going to be some kind of crazy, perverse, uh, Silent Hill, psychosexual uh, monstrosity who is, you know, like just inhabiting, a, you know, like a some, bed, a, a bed, yes, yeah, a floating bed, yeah, like like yeah. Like, like a floating bed and filtering all of the filtering in all of the purity and taking a, and putting out all the filth that's here, like you expect that. But she's just she's just a lady, yeah, just yeah. a la- like a lady with a knight, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when you come in, I mean, she, and she talks to the night too. You get this little cutscene where she mm-hmm. sends uh, Girl Vinland out, and uh, she says like, "May no harm come to you." Mm-hmm. Um, when she sends him out, and I thought the concept of the boss was going to be that he regenerated or was immortal, mm-hmm. like she was casting like a, a you know a curse on him or a spell on him that did that. Yeah. When I first, and then he can heal himself too, but it's so slow and it's, it doesn't really matter. So the uh, that's what I thought at first when I got in here, um, but that did not turn out to be the case. He, um, he is pretty much the boss. Like, she yeah. doesn't do anything, if I remember correctly. Like, absolutely yeah. nothing at all. She she can. She can do some stuff when you get down to her. But, um, the, so, and the other thing that's interesting is nobody attacks you right away. Like, it is purely defensive. Um, you have to opt mm-hmm. in. You're just around this uh, lip of this um, kind of pit, like slime plague pit. And there are depraved ones worshipping in the general direction of her that are non-aggressive. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that if you kick one of them down into the, the plague, the plague babies will attack them. Oh, shit. Which is which is interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but yeah, you can go backstab crazy if you want. So the, 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 there are shades of Priscilla here. I, I never tried to leave because I'm history's greatest monster. Can you leave? No. Okay. Yeah, nope. so you're, I mean, I assume you could walk back to the previous archstone and leave, but you can't progress with the game until. Well, yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, well, there, there's a there's a wall that starts, you know, it comes up be- behind you when you start. Oh, oh so really? it's, yeah, it's the uh, yeah, huh. yeah. You can't you can't use an archstone while the um the the you're in a boss fight. Okay, um, you could die. You know, that's what you have to do with the doll or with the uh, false idol, mm-hmm. um, fool's idol. You have to die in order to kind of you know leave and go t- take care of your business. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, um, and it's kind of an ingeniously designed little room too, because it's designed to where to get to her, you have to go through either Garl Vinland or go through the the plague. <laughs> well, there's no there's no area you can hit her with a, a bow or anything. I think without, I think someone has found a, a way to do it. But yeah, I've seen strategies really for doing that, but yeah, it's it's real it's real geometry hacky. Yeah. Um, and if you and if you fall into the plague, Garl Vinland actually says something like, "May the acid of the swamp eat your bones" or something yeah. like that. Like yeah, good luck he with taunts that. you he to say, you. Like, "Yeah, yeah." And it's true too because these things are like I haven't survived when I've ended up in there. No, no. Like the, the, again, the comparisons to Silent Hill abound. You, you if, if you do drop down into that swamp, God help you because those those uh, those aborted fetuses, you know, God help them. They're mm-hmm. determined little fuckers. Uh, they rise up and they attack you in a group, and they've got yeah. like their little knife things. It's worth noting that uh, that these uh, that these uh, fetus monsters resemble something from Berserk. Hint, hmm. hint. Yeah, um, <laughs> there is, there is some good treasure in there that's worth getting. It's probably you know best gotten after you beat the boss. You can kind of come back to this archstone and poke around. Slowly. Yeah, after you kill Australia, the, the the babies don't come back. Hmm. Yeah, oh, I, that... I haven't. That's interesting. I haven't been back here. Yeah. Um, afterwards, well, what what is the treasure? That's there are. There are two different ultimate upgrade materials in there. Um, the pure mercury stone, which is for poison weapons, yeah. and the pure marrow stone, which I think is the backstab damage one. Mm. Or maybe bleeding damage, one of the two. Yeah, marrow stone does bleed damage. I thought yeah, that was so, sucker stone that did bleed. Oh, yeah, oh, it might be marrow stone that does. It backstab. could be backstab then. Yeah. So, yeah, but those are the ultimate upgrades for both of those weapon types mm. are in the swamp pit. And then there's also like a the, the largest type of soul, like legendary hero soul or whatever it is. 
Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been down there. I never had any plague resistance, so I always needed to just kind of avoid getting yeah. the plague in real life and in the game. <laughs> um, well, just don't hang around prairie dogs and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I make a point of not uh, not prairie dogging yeah. it. Um <laughs> The uh, so Garl Vinland kind of comes up and just on the path just kind of plants himself. Yeah, and you know mm-hmm. stands there with his you know Grant or Brant. Brant or Brant. Brant, Brant, Brant. Brant. He's yeah. he, he's, Brant. he's Brant like the uh, yeah. like, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Big Lebowski. <laughs> like yeah, he, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, dude. Yeah, can't go. <laughs> the um yeah, and you just you fight him as a normal dude. Like yeah. he's very defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you can't lure him out. And uh, but he's not too difficult. Like that thing hits hard, but it's pretty slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, his spells are pretty much worthless. And you can very easily like you could do it at level one, like bait him into attacking. Then while he's in the you know after he hits the ground, run up and hit him. Yeah, yeah treat you know, him like and, hobble or something. Yeah, never get, never get hit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, with the meat cleaver, this was trivially easy, just because I was able to bait him into attacking, and then just I would just keep him locked by knocking yeah. him down with the two hands at attack. He does try to engage you in a place that's favorable to him because the path is super narrow, so yeah. you can't like roll to the side and backstab him where yeah. he starts out. Yeah, but you can roll backwards. Yeah, and, yeah. and be okay. And, and, and if you get behind him, you can actually lure him down to the floor uh, where yeah, there is plague. But if you can avoid it, uh, you can actually get around behind him, and you can be a little bit more nimble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it's a good place to practice parrying too. <clears throat> like, uh, you know, he's pretty easy to parry because he has such a long wind up. Yeah, and it's so consistent. Like he does the same attack more or less every time. Yeah, but uh, and when he tries to heal himself, that's your opportunity to just go up and just stab him until he probably dies mm-hmm. at that point. Um, so he's not too hard, but that's not really what the boss fight is about anyway. <laughs> like it's not about it's not about this being difficult. It's about making you feel like shit. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, for for doing what you're doing. Um, like I love the dialogue when she comes in. I love that. You know, there's nothing here for you to plunder. Yeah. Like what are you what are you doing? You know, there's nothing to take like and this is just the we're we're already pathetic and you have come in to do this, mm-hmm. you know, um, she will actually. So Maiden Astraea, she will if uh, Garl Vinland is still alive, she will if you manage to make it down to her, she will attack um, with Wrath of the Gods. Um, she yeah. will do that anyway if you start attacking her. But interestingly, if you kill Garl Vinland and just talk to her, she will kill herself. You, you killed him, didn't you? Well, I can no longer resist you. Do as you like. Take your precious demon soul. Yeah, that's how I've always done it. The canon. I've never never skipped Garl Vinland or tried to run by him. So, well, even if you if you get past Mm -hmm. him and then you attack her, then uh, that you won't she won't kill herself. But uh, if you Mm -hmm. let her, she'll just kill herself. Yeah, it's it's worth noting, you know, and all the various don't shit your pants uh, um, combinations of this. Um, if you kill her first, then Garl Venom will just hang his head in sorrow, and yeah. then when you come back, he's he's gone, like he's yeah. dead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's sort of an implication that they're lovers, which runs contrary to the fact that they call her Maiden Astraea in some of the dialogue yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they, I think uh, that's one of those things. That it's like the the fetus thing. Where like there's not I haven't been able to find dialogue that supports that they're lovers. I think it's like one of those popular little lorelets that that everyone, you know, kind of picks up on, but I haven't seen I haven't been able to find a source for it. He's very devoted, but I don't think there's anything that shows that there's he's actually porkiner. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kenner. Cruel Lord. <laughs> Put it in such what? an elegant way. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just poetry, really. Yeah. Uh, we're, been, we're gonna... <laughs> you're an observer of the human condition. Yeah, if we're going to get down into the shit, let's, let's get down into the shit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she, she, she's already... Orgy. Well, a what orgy? Slug orgy. Slug Okay. What do you think I said? Slit orgy. I was like, wait a minute. Oh. Hmm? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> they close I, that place down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 cruel Lord, uh, what more can you possibly take from us? Dear Lord, you are too cruel. That's yeah. probably the dialogue you were thinking of. I before. swear there's another piece of dialogue where there's something like that, where it says something different yeah. than that, um, where it doesn't sound like she's talking to God, like she's talking to to you specifically. Hmm. Um, let me pull that up real quick, just yeah. so to satisfy my own. That's all I found. I feel like she might be like in the latter part of that, the like, dear Lord, you're so cruel or whatever. She might be talking to you, but using it as an expression. Like oh, yeah. Like, 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 dear, like, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> dear God, <laughs> dear God, you, 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 you wicked crap at my style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 then she immediately turns around and says, "You have abandoned us. Is not is that not punishment enough?" Which makes yeah. her a Christ figure. Dear God, why have you forsaken me? Right? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um. It, it could be. It could be. She's just a bricklayer from New from New York, and she's just saying, <laughs> "Dear God, why? Dear God, why are you doing this? Dear God, um, these taxes are killing me." Yeah, the so Amanda Strea, like what 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 she is and stuff. The more I think about it, and looking at, um, you know, so the the source that says that she is she is a demon. We know that because we get the demon I'm soul a demon. from her. She's she's a demon. Um, <laughs> we we know that. Um, but the only source that is against her or says anything negative about her in the whole game is the the filthy woman, right? Who is batshit insane. <laughs> um, or you know, definitely seems to be an unreliable narrator of some kind. I see her as an expression of the truth of Frake's kind mm-hmm. of side in the the macro argument. Mm-hmm. Is that demon souls are like a, are a tool like anything else, yeah. and that she similar to like a theme. One of my favorite you know themes that comes up in Waff or whenever there's ancient religions is the <laughs> idea of people turning against God in favor of dark things because they work. Yeah. You know, so like praying doesn't do shit, but this, you know, setting up this, you know, pentagram in my basement to Cthulhu might do something, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's extant. So it's therefore better. And I see her as an expression of that. Like she, she's sacri- like, you know, they say that she is the most impure of all. And I think it is because she's actually taking these impure souls from these people yeah. and killing them, like putting them out of their misery, um, which is an act of mercy, but also an act of like great you know, great destruction and death. Um, there's a thing where, you know, talk about people coming to offer up their souls to her hmm. um, is, is a that, line in something. The, that was kind of the impression I got in regards to the pit being like a, the abortion pit or whatever, you know, if people describe the level that way, like five two itself, the whole thing, Valley of Defilement being for that purpose. That's only because of think... Dennis Fury. <laughs> the people describe <laughs> the level that way. I don't really see the whole level that way, but I think that it's plausible that that is the purpose of this room because even the swamp here, the fact that it causes plague instead of poison and it looks different. It's like a reddish kind of purpley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's disgusting basically. But the, I feel like the implication is that they have been casting children into this pit since the filthy woman is talking about them snatching her child away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and probably doing so in 
praise of Australia or my 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 gut is that the, this has been like the 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 forgotten place for things that you don't want for much longer than Australia has been here. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 fact that all waste and all awful comes oh, down here, uh, like that's, that's the, 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 yeah, the, like the, the, that, that, that's just a fact of nature. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, that, and, not... and just like she, like like she has set up set up shop here, um, you know, nominally because you know this is a place of great sorrow, um, but uh, you know, realistically also because it's a place of great sorrow, so she can be here to harvest souls, right? Like the way the way I think of so it's 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 supported by the text that this has been this shithole forever. You know, like the the filthy woman says, like things have changed since she's been here and stuff like that since australia showed up but the way i think of it like the narrative that makes sense in my head and then it also thematically supports the end game decision for me with uh with uh king alant is that the um that she came here as a well-meaning missionary and turned to this source of power to actually do like a, a twisted version of good mm-hmm. for these people which actually happens to be like a euthanasia so so, so so is she killing them or is she just slowly hollowing like, them in, in 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 order to extend their lives? Well, like I, their... I will I will take your essence in order to prolong you in this in the, in this version of what my church considers to be the holy life. I just ha- I don't know if there's any like I just have her like taking their taking their souls. Yeah. Like I don't know that's there's nothing more than that. Yeah. But the uh the reason why so the the way that I feel like it thematically backs things up is I think that one of the end decision you're making in the game, whether, you know, you side more or less side with the old one or put him back to sleep mm-hmm. um, is that of like, is the world worth saving? And I talked about that a little bit later and this is, you know, kind of exhibit a for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, is a, is a, I feel like that's kind of a through line through this game, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, you know, when she talks about you and when, if you are an agent of God doing this thing, like you are the same thing that she is doing. Like she is, you are, taking you know killing people and putting them out of their misery as opposed to it just being for the purely for the sake of power or purely for the sake of of you know de- demonicness yeah. or evil so, so so she's the only like human who has willingly embraced an archdemon soul right and she is not king of vis- I, I suppose yeah but, yeah and but- then and then the old monk True. Um, true. Okay. okay. So, 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 so there we go. But w- willingly, right? So, 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 Alant willingly did it. The old monk was trapped into doing it. I, I believe that, or he made a bargain with it. You know, et cetera. I, I, I don't know. But like, Estrella kind of exists as, the, as this example that like you're not going like, like like demon souls are not inherently a corrupting force, right? Like, yeah, she may be doing fucked up shit, but that's because she lost her faith. Like, it's well, not going to immediately turn you into a monster. And that, that's what Frake is saying. Like, so Frake yeah. names all three of those people and says those are the people that have you know willingly taken a demon soul. And like, okay. he yeah. wants it for power, mm-hmm. you know. And we'll probably talk about Frake in our wrap up episode where we kind of do the Nexus stuff and do uh, Mephistopheles, yeah. um, you know, for the end game and talk more about his kind of position here. But uh, that's it. Like, that's his point: is that mm-hmm. it's not it's a it's a power to be used and nothing more than that. Right. You know, um, and I see that as th- this being another kind of an example of it. So, OK, the, yeah. Uh, so I just didn't know, have the, that context with when I was making that point. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's what I kind of came away from it with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I first read it straight when I first came here that like, oh, you know, this this I feel really guilty. The music is trying to make me feel guilty. <laughs> I feel guilty. And then, you know, you get a demon soul from her. People start saying she's a demon. I'm like, oh, well, what is she actually doing then? And I thought about, you know, Quelag and I thought about uh, 
you know, just harvesting souls for something, but she doesn't, mm-hmm. there's nothing to do it for. Like she doesn't have a, a motive other than to be there as this kind of relief and everything paints a picture of her that except for the filthy woman who is, you know, cackling mad. But, mm-hmm. but what is your reliable source other than the filthy woman? Like you, like you're talking about people like Salen and the level intro text and stuff. I don't really feel like there's any NPCs in the game that paint. Urbane does. Urbane and then also the yeah, Archstone but, descriptions. Yeah, but you're talking really. about like Urbane and Salen, who I don't think, if they're representatives of the church and we're kind of establishing through Frake's dialogue, I think we're kind of all in agreement based on like the Talisman of Beasts, which we talked, you talked about in the prior episode, if I remember correctly. Um, the people in the church don't know what they're talking about in this game, right? Yeah, the, the, they're in active <laughs> denial, uh, yeah. I, I believe. But they can be in denial about one thing and not be you know, about another thing, like in the game with so few narrator or so few voices in it, Mm -hmm. like having, you know, three sources and then one source that says the opposite, that's clearly portrayed, you know, portrayed as deranged is a lot of sources for this game. Like there are no, there's no other character that four different people talk about except for a lot. But let me, let me clarify. You're siding with the deranged one. No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. I I don't think, I, I don't think the deranged one, I think that like everything that she says paints her to be, the deranged one, like the the filthy woman. Mm-hmm. You mean? Yeah, yeah. I think everything she says paints her to be unreliable in re- in regards to just about everything. I'm not necessarily siding with her either. I just don't know what makes Salen or Urbane a reliable voice. I guess well, Archstone descriptions too. Like that's pretty uh, pretty much as close to yeah. what we like get a, as as word of God in this game. You know, as I guess those and item descriptions are more. But the item descriptions, I, I actually went through and looked at the item descriptions for all the things you can make from Maiden Astraea's soul. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty weird. I, I started talking about that before the show started recording. But uh, they almost contradict each other in some ways. And I feel like some of them were poorly translated and make this even more unclear than it already is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're, yeah. they're, they're a mixed bag, too. So there are, you know, two healing spells and then a weapon and then a uh, uh, specifically a death spell or death fog, yeah, which, you know, it sounds about spell. Yeah. Which that, that sounds, you know, I mean, and so and so that that diversity of purpose of of her soul being the purest one that kind of supports Frake's assertion. Right. Which is this is just power and it can be cor- corrupt or pure depending on how people use it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the the sword the sword is a sort of true nobility, you know, is mm-hmm. is what it all it says about it. So it's a weapon, but it's also, you know, a nice thing. And then mm-hmm. what does the uh, death cloud thing say here? Uh, the death um, cloud says a spell from the demon made in Astraea's soul. It generates a cloud of plague. Uh, yeah, it is so natural it, that those who take in all that is impure are themselves the most impure of all. Yeah. So like she's not, you know, she's taking in the impurity. Like you could almost and there's. This is all reachy nonsense, but mm-hmm. like the idea is similar to, uh, you know, the, the fair lady in uh, Blight Town, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like taking, you know, one way or another, curing these people. Yeah, but she you but know? she was rendered like ill beyond all repair and she had to be basically kept on life support the entire time. Whereas Astrea, by all appearances and rights, thrived. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she doesn't move. And I, like she, you know, she does, she, she could very well be, uh, you know, not yeah. ambulatory. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, I thought there was a difference there. I do see a similarity there to the fire keepers who all sort uh, of yeah. have the same sort of making a sacrifice. And they're all these like female martyr figures in dark souls. Mm-hmm. And I actually think there is kind of, that's sort of an unexplored area of 
lore discussion about Dark Souls, like reading questions of gender and like what the purpose of these martyrs and why all the firekeepers are women like into it. I think that's a thing that is not really being talked about by any of the predominant lore yeah. people in any videos I've seen. Yeah. The uh the relief miracle um says though Astrea is the most impure demon of all, her works are equal to those of divine beings. Yeah. You know? Which which if if you buy that as just the definition of the word, you know, like if you meet you know, equate divine with good like that's supporting her doing good. But if you don't equate that and you think of it as divine and we know that the old one and God are one and the same, yeah. like if you if you have that interpretation of the old one not necessarily mm-hmm. being a malevolent force, mm-hmm. you know, which which I buy into. Yeah, I definitely don't think of, you can equate divine with good in the soul. No, no. Right, I'm saying right. either way, though, it supports, you know, a way of doing it. So it's either it's saying that it is a great work and that it is a good work like it, or it is saying it is a divine work which is as of the old one and the old one, though he's fucking everything up. Like there's the end game more or less cast a lot of kind of shadow on whether that is, you know, he is not, they're not going to have a villain in a souls game that is just out for, you know, demonic demon sake. Like he's not doing it for the lulls, you know, like, I don't really feel like that's, that's what's going on here. And like, like meta wise and in the game, like it would be unsatisfying yeah. to just have a force of evil in the game that that was the end of the motivation. <laughs> this this gets into end game discussion, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not like it just needs yeah. to be here. I don't think he's doing it for the lulls. I think he's a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Like, are you, is that based not on intelligent? Based on black saying be good. Well, yeah, based based on based on the entire relationship between the maiden in black and and the old one. Yeah. Like just it it, it is a, a, a childlike being, uh, kind of which doesn't know. Like all a child is is a ball of needs and consumption. So I kind of saw it as an animal. So it's a similar same yeah. ballpark. Yeah. We would, yeah, I mean, again, well, we're already <laughs> in, in game time. But like when a lant talks about it, like the dialogue when you're killing slug a lant, you know, and he. So even if it is a force of nature, like the the you know when a lant says like you know what are you actually. I don't have the dialogue in front of me because that's for, you know, two episodes. From now. <laughs> but like, what are you, you know, what are you actually doing? Like, what about this is worth saving? Like that, I took that as, as red, you know, like that's, he's not, he's a, he's a mutant slug or whatever the fuck that a lamp turns into at the end. <laughs> the weird, like cat dog, like mutant cat dog <laughs> creature. <laughs> it's like cat dog. Um, but whatever the mutant cat dog he turns into, like, I didn't see any reason for him to be lying or necessarily to be misinformed. Uh huh. Yeah, diluted. Yeah, I think Alant was summing up the the point of the in game decision you're making. I would agree with you in that way because I think the game is kind of ultimately about this this nihilism that comes from finding out that God isn't real, and then how you deal with that. Whether you think that means everything is pointless and you should annihilate the world, or whether you still think the world is. Yeah, and every part of this game doesn't show me a world worth saving. You know, like, I'm not saying about that about real life, but mm-hmm. Demon Souls, you're just making a tour of suffering. <laughs> like, yeah. all five areas you're at are are disgusting for one reason oh, or another. You, should I cut this from the episode? <laughs> just place it in the next one? Uh, well, no, not, 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 not the next one, but put, put it in the appendix or something, because Jesus, fuck, we're giving up, we're giving up the punchline, fellas. Yeah, I know. I... <laughs>
Uh, I, I, I apologize. That's fine. No, no, it's it, 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 the, the conversation naturally leads to this. And maybe we're late enough that it doesn't really matter. Anybody who's here is along for the ride anyway. But, oh, I'm definitely not yeah. worried about spoilers. The only yeah. thing I'd be worried about is taking material from that episode. But we <laughs> no. can, you know, we'll reiterate it with the dialogue at hand and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it plays in together. Like, I think that out of the different encounters, because this is you know, a social encounter. Like mm-hmm. it can actually play into the larger plot in a way that, yeah. you know, the dragon God really can't. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it does. It feels like, you know, the, the Astrea fight feels emotionally significant because of the presentation, because of the trappings, because it's just a lady and a dude and, a, and some sorrow and some sad piano music. But like this stuff gives greater context to like why it actually might or might not be a tragic thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and I realize you can beat the game in any order. You can beat the levels in any order. But for most people, this will be the penultimate encounter before they face a law and finish the game. Yeah. I think. yeah, see the first hour and fifteen minutes of this episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it is it is hard at that point. So, what do you? Uh, but I mean, kind of wait. I guess people are listening until we get to that that final episode. But then lay it on us. Like, what do you guys think about this yeah. shit? You know, tell us about um, Main Australia now. Yeah. Um, but the uh, you know the, how it works in the end game. Like we'll we'll be happy to read your mm-hmm. your theories and thoughts when we when we go into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. We, we we covered all the bases, and this is not our last archdemon, but uh, the the last of the numbered archdemons, really. Yeah. Next episode, we are going back to uh, one three and one four to kind of do the real you know the actual gameplay end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't uh, have our guest line up just yet but it will be someone neat i promise mm-hmm. um yeah and if you have thoughts about that duckfeed.tv forward slash contact yeah um yeah or, or the, the you know the facebook page duckfeed or not duckfeed facebook.com slash uh bonfire side chat yeah yeah and and thank you uh thank you vivian yes yeah thank you very much guys it is good a to be here pleasure always, as pleasure. always yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so, uh, yeah, do we have any, like, by way of admin stuff, rate and review all the things? Um, if you, oh, shit, I'm glad I thought of this. I remembered <laughs> it. So me, uh, Nick Glauber from Check It Out Comrade and also of the show in the first season, um, and a couple other friends, I think on the 27th or 28th, are going to stream the Dark Souls drinking game. Hmm. Um, if you ever, uh, let me find the URL real quick. Have you seen this yet, either of you guys? No. No, no I have not. No. Um... So it's pretty neat. The um, it's a preparetodrink.com, and you go to it and you answer a bunch of questions about your situation, and then it gives you your drinking rules. And they are in, they are as if they were designed by from themselves. Like they are they are insidious. Um, so it's a lot of like if anybody in the room hasn't fought this boss, they must take the controller before they do it. And it's a you know it is a drinking game that is probably result in people if they follow to the letter getting alcohol poisoning. Uh, <laughs> we're we're not going to die. As a relation related to it, but I, I think I might have a Dark Souls virgin who's going to come as well, so that will be f- a good fun time. And uh, go to the uh, the Bonfireside Chat Facebook page is where we'll be announcing the link when we have the exact details kind of nailed down. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm doing the questionnaire right now. I want to I want to I want to generate some uh, some 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 example stuff. It's it's pretty fun. Like you have to. Um, it's a lot of like you know if you're human, all drinks are doubled. <laughs> and if you, if you summon, if you summon help, is this is, um, is this shot rules or sip rules? Oh, sip rules! Okay. Like you, you, you would die from shot rules. This okay. kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, 
yeah, it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a real good time. Last year I mentioned it. We did Souls Bowl where we watched speed runs yeah. and, and drink on Super Bowl Sunday. But this year I think we're doing this instead. There, there, there's a there's a Lonely Hearts version of this. If you do it just by yourself, you die, you drink. Uh, failure to re- to reclaim souls, two drinks. Environmental death, two drinks. Kill a boss, take a victory drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's it's pretty serious. But yeah. uh, you know, sipping rules. I think we'll survive the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, just, just get a 12-pack and go nuts. huh? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's going to be super fun. So definitely uh, check the Facebook page to, mm-hmm. for, for that. Yeah. Uh, similar streaming uh, news kind of stuff. Uh, it is uh, twitch.tv slash duckfeedtv. Um, you can see me do the, uh, the Valley of Defilement and any other uh, BSC stuff I plan to put up there as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think that, that's probably it. Cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. Is that, is that all of our admin or... Uh, yeah, I think I mean we can keep it short. It's yeah, a longer yeah. episode. You know, uh, do, 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 do we want to say what? Uh, do we want to say what uh, uh, the season three is going to be? Oh shit! Yeah, let's yeah, talk we, about we, that. We probably should. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we talked about talking about it. So we're, we're calling season three uh, "Origins" is the pretentious uh, subtitle we've given <laughs> yeah. it. And uh, Killy, rather than taking a break um, between you know Demon Souls and Dark Souls two, um, we're going to explore a couple of influential works. Mm-hmm. on the series um so we are going to do a couple episodes on berserk yes um the uh, the manga and the anime yes so the tentative plan right now is to do the first volume of the manga um which is actually pretty good um if you can put some of the manga-ness aside <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty good um and then also the uh the first of the 2012 uh feature length adaptations which would be uh the the i believe it's the golden age egg of the king would be mm-hmm. would, would be that um yeah i think that that is uh uh that that those are the starting points for those Yep, and we, we realize it's tangentially related to souls. Um, yeah. We're going to find influences and talk about them, but we're also going to kind of book club it and uh, just talk about what we thought of it and kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more directly rela- related is we're going to do a few episodes on Kingsfield 4, yeah. um, City of the Ancients. And uh, yeah, so we, we just decided to pick that one. We weren't going to do all the Kingsfield games. Um, and that was seemed to be probably the most uh, playable friendly. It's also the only one that isn't in a series. Uh, Kingsfield one through three are all tell one, kind of one story. This is a standalone. Yeah. So. Yep, and that should keep us uh, tidied over until uh, until Dark Souls two uh, comes out. Yeah, the format will obviously be a little bit different. Yep. Uh, during that time, but uh, we still want to put out some content, and these are things I've been wanting to explore anyway since I got the the Souls Souls, Souls bug. bug. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But yeah, um, other than that, uh, which we have to look forward to, um, and you can pick all those up through the uh, through, through the Amazon link. Uh, other shows, other properties in the network, uh, Gary mentioned, check it out, Comrade. Uh, um, also on the kind of new content front, there is Hexcrank. Uh, I, I assume by the time this comes out, uh, I'm going to put out the article about Friday the 13th. Uh, if you don't know, that is the, uh, that is the uh, uh, survival horror blog that I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and until next time, what can they uh, what can they do, Cole? Well, um, they can. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. We've, we've changed up the format here. Wait, wait a minute. Let, 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 let's see here. Well, um, <laughs> poison swamp ahead. <laughs> there we go. Umbasa. So the world might be made. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. That Umbasa crap. We just established that God isn't real. We all pray that we will have far more soon. (laughs) 
<laughs> Listen, log- logic and my fedora are all I need. I'm, I'm euphoric. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like... <laughs>